It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Quick Snap College podcast. Uh, it's myself, Brett. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, obviously, we have got Mr. Matt Murder. Hello, 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 hello. I was going to say, that is your intro, that is your cue. Um, <laughs> more conference previews tonight. We've got the Mid-American Conference, or the MAC, and the Mountain West. Um, the which return is of the MAC. Yeah, I knew he was going to do that, <laughs> and we hadn't even discussed it in the pre-show. We've also got the uh, Mountain West. A couple of bits of news. Um, obviously, we're in the middle of July, so there's not really much happening in the way of um, like some practices. All the athletes are away for the summer because it's their holidays. Um, Pat Fitzgerald has been fired as the coach of the Northwestern football program. Some, well, some heinous uh, accusations that have come out from that program. And I mean, if they are true, uh, and to the extent that they have been discussed, wow! I mean, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on it? Have you have you seen it? Have you not oh, seen I'm the not accusations? Seen this. No, oh, I've not um, seen what the allegations are. The well, uh, let's just say the allegations are very. I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, they're very not suitable for a podcast like this in terms of what the material is. I think the I best way to describe crass. it is to find it yourself. They are very crass. They are very humiliating um, punishments that were brought down to the players. And nobody should ever have to go through that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're not a football player. Oh, but, we're going to do a live reaction here because I'm going to find oh, okay. So what okay. was it? Uh, it's Pat Fitzgerald, uh, the former coach of Northwestern, and the same at the same time, the baseball coach has been fired for also having allegations uh, levied against him. Whether they are um, of the same nature, whether they are of a different nature, who knows? But um, Northwestern 
is looking for their first coach in quite a while. I think it may be about a decade plus at least um, for a new coach. Obviously, uh, Northwestern is private school, so they do things differently in the realm of college football. They're the same as uh, Stanford in the way that they're more students than athletes, if you get what I mean, Matt. Yep, sorry, I'm yeah. just reading the ESPN. Uh, yeah. Yep, uh, if it is true, then, I mean, I've got no words, really. It's absolutely criminal. It literally is criminal. And, is I mean, bad. this is this is obviously at a school. This is where people are supposed to be say in a safe environment it's supposed to be a team environment and it just seems absolutely well horrible really it is disgrace it is genuinely disgraceful if the, if the rumors if everything is true about it um obviously there are allegations so we mm. won't speak more of if they are true or not because there is an investigation ongoing at the school but with pat fitzgerald being uh well is he's now not the head coach of the Wildcats. There is something that seems to be there's no smoke without fire. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's the, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that he's gone says quite a bit, I think. Yeah. Um other news that came out today, um the Tennessee Volunteers, over two hundred individual um allegations were levied against them. And they I mean, have been that, found guilty <laughs> on or over two hundred infractions. Um, they have they all happened under Jeremy Pruitt's tenure, which was tumultuous at best. Um, let's just leave it at that. They've been fined more than eight million dollars. Um, they have also been handed uh, five years probation, and they have been reduced twenty eight scholarships. Um, throughout that time. They will also have to vacate wins and individual records in any game in which there are 16 sanctioned players that have, I don't believe, have been named, um, in which the 16 players have participated. Uh, the specific games will be announced later, uh, but ESPN was told that uh, wins that are vacated will come from Pruitt's three seasons as coaches not, and not from the two seasons that Josh Heupel uh, has coached. But they do avoid a bowl, uh, bowl game ban. They, uh, there will be a postseason team, which, for the state of college football, um, I think it's good. It's good, but at the same time, it's. Hmm, um, I'm not sure on the grounds of how it works. Obviously, it was a. Um, I think it was to do with the recruiting violations that happened under Jerry Pruitt's tenure, um, but yeah, I think. Obviously, a bowl game ban. The the equivalent, the NCAA have said that the equivalence of it was the $8 million, the reduction in the scholarships and everything like that. So whether that hurts the Vols in the long run, uh, it's been a long awaited investigation. Um, but I think it's better that we see the most competitive teams in the best bowls. If you saw, like, imagine, say, I don't know, Alabama didn't, didn't go to the Sugar Bowl last year. It would be... It was it, they were one of the best teams in the country. Obviously, you had Bryce Young. Obviously, you had Will Anderson. Imagine that not going to a bowl game, or like 
again, same with the Volunteers last season. They went to the Orange Bowl and won it. Minus a Hendon Hooker. I agree that. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I agree, obviously. It's not just a, obviously, sport. It's entertainment as well. And it's revenue at the end of the day. And I think you want, you always want to see sort of the best teams appear in that postseason. So I, I do agree with it um, for the state of football. Um, obviously, this was previous to where they are now. So I kind of do understand that. Um, so I'm not unhappy with sort of what they've, the punishment is. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt has also been given a six-year show clause, and if he is to be hired as an NCAA coach, he would have to uh, sit out the first year of his contract. So, oh dear. Uh, I think, yeah, show clause just they have to justify the reasons for hiring uh, the yeah, coach, yeah. and make sure everything is sound in that department, so that he won't do it again or do it again in the future with the team which would land that team in further trouble and probably cost Jeremy Pruitt not only his job, but any future jobs. I agree. So, yeah. All right, let's get into it. That's all the news from this week, as far as I know. Matt, nothing from your end? Uh, nothing from me, no. No. All right, let's get into it with some action. Can't wait. Mid-American. Love it. Please um, ever, ever mix... No, just no. What? That's, that is their... They, they've used that maction midweek maction is the I've phrase never, that I've was coined that. on Twitter that has been coined on Twitter because they play midweek they they the official conference have used that as a marketing ploy and it works and, yeah. I, and I just thought it was uh, Brett's really bad try, uh, no it's not a joke. <laughs> it's not punnings anymore it's legit we are it using sounds, legit it sounds as bad as my pun my puns. Oh dear. We don't want to hear any of those puns. Um, yeah, exactly. Let's get into it. Akron Zips. Uh, right. Yeah, last year was a little bit bad. 2 and 10 uh, in 2022. Their only wins were against FCS St. Francis and a beatdown of Northern Illinois, which was like just a really strange. Um, game to watch. They also lost Buffalo in the rescheduled game uh, last year, which I think that was due to do you remember when we had all that snow um, in Buffalo? So much so that they had to... Yes, I do. Where, the, is, that the, is that the week where the Bills played in Michigan? In Detroit, Browns. yeah. Yeah. That, so they had a game postponed against the uh, Buffalo Bulls uh, that was rescheduled to the end of the year, and that saw the bull, uh, the bulls and ball game contention. Uh, if they won, which they did, but yeah, we're not talking about the bulls. We're talking about the uh, zips. Um, this team ain't going bowling for me. No, I I, I agree. Um, hopefully they can perform better than what they did last year. Um, obviously. The biggest thing is building on top each year on year, but again, it's it's looking quite bleak. I think. Yeah, they've got Joe Moorhead as uh, coach, and yeah, it's not a favourable schedule. I mean, they've got to play Miami of Ohio. Uh, they've got to play like Buffalo again, East Michigan as well. 
the non-conference is Indiana, te uh, Temple, and Kentucky, as well as Mormon State. So whether they can snag a couple of games, who knows? But if I, I just don't see it. Unfortunately, they do have a uh, good talent in Alex Adams at receiver. The I think the obviously quarterback they've got DJ Irons. Um, hopefully he can step up this year. But again, we'll have to wait and see during season what where he is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it's th their ceiling is a ball game. I think like if they if everything breaks right, if everything is fine with DJ Irons, like he doesn't like make the boneheaded plays that some people would uh do in college for a team like that. I mean, they haven't got much talent around him. That's but the if thing they have he really needs to sort of become the leader and he, he's gotta be the, the sort of vocal point of that offense. Um, and really lead them and turn into that guy, to, I think, this year. But again, um, whether or not that happens is a little bit of a, well, it's a different story, isn't it? It is a miss. It will be a mystery for this year. Um, we do, well, what the match is one of the only conferences that has divisions. So I've got to ask you this, I'm pretty sure. Do you want to go through by division or do you want to just go straight through? In alphabetical order. Um, to go through alphabetical order. All right. So next is Ball State. Cardinals. We're balling. They are that don't. And you and you told you said mine were bad. <laughs> you said mine were bad. Um, they are. I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, last year five and seven, they just just missed out on a bowl game. I mean, they had a three-game skit in the year. They lost by a point uh, to Miami of Ohio to miss bowl, act uh, bowl eligibility. Which is a hard, a hard one to take, isn't it? That is heartbreaking. Um, it, I, Mike New is on the hot seat, I think. He's 33 and 48 in seven seasons there. Um, not a great they do have record. But not no. awful. We've seen worse. I get, yeah, again, they're not, again, it's not like they're in a group, uh, like a power five team. It's not like they're meant to be contending for national titles. They're middle of the pack in the, in the mid American. So um, they've got Lane Hatcherin from Texas State. Obviously, um, didn't survive what happened with the new head coach at Texas State. Brings 10,000 passing yards, more than, actually, sorry, um, into that quarterback room so obviously that experience will count for a lot the only um, problem is obviously what are they going to do without Carson Steele the fact that he's now transferred over to UCLA which is going to be a massive massive miss from him yeah 100% they do have uh, Marcus Cooper coming in from Kent, uh, the rivals uh, Kent State he had 1,331 yards and 13 touchdowns uh, there I think the biggest uh, crux of the offense is Brady Hunt, like security blanket at, at tight end. He's, he's just a sophomore as well. He had 46 receptions for 498 yards and five touchdowns uh, in 2022. So I'd like to see what he does as a full, full season as the definitive de facto 
unquestioned wide receiver one. Um, we haven't really focused on the defensive side of the balls. Much, no, we much, have but, No, I mean, we like offense. We like scoring points. Can you blame us? We, we like points. Like I like watching. I like watching the offense. I prefer playing defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got Clayton Cole at linebacker, 110 tackles, seven for loss, uh, two sacks, four pass breakups, and two forced fumbles last year. I'm excited to see what happens with him. Um, obviously, he could be. I think he could be breakout for this year. Um, for the Cardinals. Um, this team should go bowling. Well, I say that. I'm looking at the... <clears throat> this one's a toss-up for me. It depends, it depends first... where they're going to... It depends what they do this season. They come out all guns blazing. A bowl game is definitely on the table. But again, I think it, things have got to fall right for them as well. As I was gonna say, the first two games, just right. Their their season starts week three. Let's just say that. Yeah. They they have they have to go to Kentucky. They have to go to Georgia. That's going yeah. to be a, that, that's two very hard games to start off with, isn't it? Really. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's just going to be more finding your feet in, um, this in the new twenty twenty three uh, season. Like they're they're not going to win either of those two games, and if they do, you're either if they do, then you it. tip them. You tip yeah, them to get to a ball game. <laughs> I don't think you tip it to a ball. I think you tip it for a conference title for sure. The yeah. amount of confidence that you get from beating the back-to-back national champions, going for a three P, would just be incredible. That'd be like a height you could never come down from for the rest of the season. Oh, a hundred percent. It will. It will do a lot for confidence, won't it? But again, it, I, obviously, it won't happen. Yeah. The, no, you can't. It might. Well, there's a slim chance of it happening. Never say never. It's a. I will, yeah. Never say never. But it's very, very, very slim. It's near zero. It's near zero. I it's never, be, zero. I wouldn't be putting money on it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either, I'll be honest. Unless you're uh, absolutely unless you've time travelled. Or you're an absolute fiend that loves a bet. Sicko's community, where yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> Bowling Green. Um I'm not sure about the Falcons this year. They're under Scott Leffler, who's heading into his fifth year. He's 13 and 29 at school. Um and they were six they were six and seven last year. They made a bowl, made a quick lane bowl. They lost to New Mexico State, who were playing in their first bowl since the 60s. I'm, I'm right in thinking. Um lost a close one against Eastern Kentucky, which maybe they should have won. Um, this team was just inconsistent. I'll be honest. Like looking at the scores that they had, they beat Marshall by three, beat Akron by three, lost Buffalo by like twenty-five. I thirty-one. Sorry, I can't do maths today. Um, beat Central Michigan with like with Lou Nichols by like fourteen. 
16. I, again, I can't do maths, so I'm not going to do maths. Just don't do maths but, <clears throat> Just get a calculator. Just, just get a calculator. Um, the, the Falcons' defence last season was incredible. They had three sacks game last year. That was top 20 in the, the nation. The only issue is now Carl Brooks has moved on. Yeah, that's it's what gonna I was going to be a big loss. Nah, that's what I was going to lead to. Carl Brooks was gone. He's with the Green Bay Packers. They've also lost um, Tyron Broden, who's transferred up to Arkansas. Christian Sims is also gone. Um, but they do bring in Connor Bazalak from Indiana, quarterback. Um, again, he brings a significant amount of um, experience, be it good or bad. I mean, whether you consider Bazalak to be in the upper half of quarterbacks in the FBS, who knows, but he's going to be in a competition with Candidorf. Let's just say that. I think it's an open competition. It'll be an open competition until probably the start of the season, I think. That's it. I mean, we really have got a quarterback, quarterback battle sort of uh, with Bowling Green and who can start is who's going to take the reins and who's going to be the leader uh, and perform. And I think whoever that is will then go on to take that number one spot. But again, yeah, think... it's up for grabs, which <sighs> competition is bubble. never bad. No, but I think they'll be on the bubble for a bowl. Personally, yeah. that's, that's just my opinion. I think they'll be in that four. To, they'll be in that four and eight to six and six range. If they do it, it'll be the last game of the year. It's good. Yes, I think, and that's that is against Western Michigan, which again is a hard, hard. Song. I mean that they, they have got to go to Toledo as well. They've got Toledo in. Um, the week prior, but which again is going to be that's the probably the that's the big one. That, that's the one that's going to be make or break. I think I would like to see what Sean Thigpen does uh, in his career with the Falcons. Um, I think he's just coming in as a wide receiver, as wide receiver, uh, as freshman. He's a bit further down in the um. In the depth chart, I almost couldn't do English as well as maths. That would have been me screwed for the night. Time to wrap it up here, if that's the case. Yeah, I'd have just locked off the podcast and just called it a night. Um, so move on. Well, what do you think they could make a bowl? Do you think he'll be right? It's a complete toss up. If depends what kind. Do you of think he'll fall into that? Yeah, it, it depends what kind of quarterback play they get, um, and. Lucky breaks more than anything, because again, if they if they can steal a couple of games that they're not down to win, I think they'll go to a bowl game. If they can't, then yeah, I think they're out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're now on to the Buffalo Bulls. Um, I have one name that I would like to direct the people to, uh, and that is safety Marcus Fakua. Or Fuqua. One of the uh, top players <laughs> in the division. Third-team AP All-American led the FBS with seven interceptions. Ball, Hawk. That yes. is it. 
he is going to get drafted when he comes out. I think he comes out this year as well. Um, 65 tackles, seven interceptions, five, five pass breakups, and 2.5 tackles for loss. Like, come on. Which is not a bad... It's not a bad... It's, it? a great oh, really? sla- it's a great slash line. Definitely going to get drafted when he comes out. I, I, yeah, I think he will. Uh, the Bulls will 100% make a ball game. They'll be on their pressure line at the Mac. Yeah, but, I think that I think the Bulls will make a run for it this year. I think they um they definitely have their wits about them and they're able to definitely push for it. Yeah, whether or they, not they win it, we don't know. They lost Justin Marshall and Keon Williams, uh wide receiver. Marshall at eight hundred and thirty seven yards last season and Williams was two time uh or MAC. I, they've got Sean Dolak back as well. He was the top solo tackler at 97 tackles as well last season. But I, I'm just excited to see what uh, Marcus Foucault play does. I don't know. I, I apologize for pronunciation. Don't come at me. I don't know how to pronounce that name. That may be the one name I don't know how to pronounce. That's interesting for you because usually you know how to pronounce I'm everyone's name. Really hot on names, but I. I don't know if it's Fuqua, Fukua. Uh, I'm not going to even attempt it because I'm going to butcher it. So I will. I will find that for next time when if we do. Ha- I'd like to have them on. I'd like to have them on. Um, they do have Russian production back. They have three stars and linemen on both sides of the ball back. We've got Ron Cook uh, back, uh, running back. Cole Snyder's back as well with his uh, production. He's coming in from Rutgers, uh, 3,030 passing yards and 18 touchdowns. Again, ball's not out of the question. I think that they'll be right up there. They are going to be in and around the ball games again. They're going to... Go on. Mm, I think the receivers, the only issue is they've got a sort of... An influx in receivers, haven't they? they? They've seen quite a few of the receivers from last year gone, and I yeah. think that's going to be that's really going to be where we see whether or not it's yeah they're going to be these new receivers are going to light the world on fire, or if it's going to take a little bit of time to bed in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of again, I think it comes down to how the rest of the division stacks up against them because. They'll be within that mid. They'll be in that bowl range of six and six. High high ceiling could be nine. Um, that could be the high watermark for them. But if everything falls flat, then they could easily be fifth team in the East, like four and eight, three and nine, somewhere around there for the. Um, I think balls. you look at you look at sort of their past years, and it's very much it's not a straight trend. It's very much up and down. So we, the way that sort of 2021 went four and eight, are we potentially going to see another year like that? Or are we going to see a a 2018 year where it was 10 and four? So yeah, there's a lot of variation between sort of a good year and a bad year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we'll move on. We'll go to Central Michigan, the Chippewas. I love that name. Of course you do. 
Well, I mean, it's just different to like falcons and panthers and eagles yeah, and all that. And it's like Chippewas. That's just it's just different. Um, different. <laughs> oh, sorry. They've got Bert Emanuel Jr. Um, eight passes in four games last season. Obviously, he wasn't like the main guy there. Daniel Richardson, uh, Daniel Richardson was the main guy. Uh, Five thousand original thirty-six career yards goes with uh, him to Florida Atlantic. They also lose. Uh, Lou Nichols the third, and they also lose Thomas Incombe, who should have been drafted. Both of them should have been drafted higher. Uh, in the case of Nichols, in the case of Incombe, he should have been a pick. I don't think it was fair for him to be UDFA. But in the me- main three positions of quarterback, running back, and defensive end, all three of those guys are gone. They were four and eight last year. Could this be another season of disappointment? for Central Michigan. I think this year is very much a year of unknown um, as to who steps up into their positions. Can they be the the guy, so to speak? Um, yeah. I, I mean, first things first, I think they're, I think we can write a bowl off, really. I don't think they're going to... Yeah. Uh, They'll be close. I think four and eight, five and seven. They'll there'll be some growing pains. Um but yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I think bowl may be written out for them, unfortunately. I think it's just a little bit too much this year. I think next year we might be we might be looking at something depending on what the guys are like this year with when it comes to obviously gelling who they lose obviously in the off season but if like you say to try and fill in quarterback running back and defensive end is a very big ask Um, and they were they were all their top production production there in all three positions i mean lou nichols he has 3061 career yards i think he's may own a couple of the school records there um and the same with Thomas Incoon, potentially. But he, Bert Emanuel Jr. is described as dual threat. And I mean, we've seen him run. He can run well. He just needs to get it going in the passing game. Because if he can get it in the pass game, then maybe they can crack a ball. But it's make or break for uh, Jim McElwain, the head coach, personally. Yes, I, th- I think it is. He needs it's a positive it. year. Our bowls keeps him his job. I think maybe a five and seven just keeps his job safe, but it then goes to next year, and if it, he has to do it next year, I I agree. I think it's how can I put this? They need to, as we've been saying, they need. Even if they lose, they need positivity. They they need yeah. some some sort of focal point to say, even if it's not this year, next year we've got something cooking. Whereas if they don't, I think that's kind of him by waving bye bye. To yeah, I'm excited to see what Jack Bristol does at uh, defensive tackle though. 
I'm really excited to see what the big man does there. I really enjoyed watching him, so. I think just the defence in general, they need to push forward rather than trying to, than taking a step back. And that will be another massive, if they can take a step forward rather than regressing, that they're going to be able to really sort of push this team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, we'll move on to the, well, near to Michigan, Eastern Michigan, the, uh, the Eagles. Um, Last year, again, solid, 9-4, 5-3 in the MAC. Uh, they did beat Arizona State. That was a bookmark um, and a standout for the non-conference schedule, even though Arizona State were a mess last year. Uh, they are the defending famous Idaho Potato Bowl champions. I, I really genuinely the best bowl because you just get a bowl full of Idaho potatoes. We love it. We love the stupid bowls around here. We are just sickos. Of, we'll, we'll stop up and watch the Bahamas, but we'll go wire to wire on that first weekend of bowl games. Yes, we will. There's like eight, eight in the first day. Again, I think, I as, think a, that's... as a sports-loving fan, that is absolutely perfect. Um. The Eastern Michigan Eagles have never made it to a Mid American Championship Conference, uh, Mid American Conference Championship game in their history. Wow, that's uh, do you think an that, interesting start. Do you think they'll do it this year? I, I think it's hard to knock them, really. I think they've got a lot. Uh, I mean, obviously, nine and four. They, uh, they proved that if they keep on the same track, that Every year, sort of, they seem to, from 2020, obviously, they seem to be progressing, which is nice. Um, the only issue I have is the offense might take a little bit of time to gel. But other than that, I don't see why they can't. I mean, they've got to play Howard, which is an FCS school. Yes, they've got to go to Minnesota, but they've got UMass, they've got the newest uh, kids on the block in Jacksonville State. They beat the doors off Central Michigan last year. They beat Ball State close. They beat Kent State close, but Kent State has had an absolute tire fire of an offseason. Uh, NIE, they lost pretty handily. Western Michigan, they beat handily last year. Toledo, they played close, and if they are the team to beat in the MAC, then another good showing against them should do, set them up for the rest of the year. Akron, they should be, and Buffalo, they lost to by 19, even though they scored 31 points. So, yeah, that's, that's a strange one. But they've got Samson Evans back. He was 1,166 yards rushing last season, 15 touchdowns. Um, linebackers, where it's at, though. Yes, Linebackers it is. is where it's at. Chase Klein, 91 tackles. Joe Sparaccio, 89 tackles with six tackles for losses. That linebacker room is going to be tough to beat. The de- the defensive side of the ball is not one I don't think you've got to worry about. With this team, I think it's definitely going to be how well the offense can get some chemistry to be able to play, I think. Absolutely. There's also got uh, Tannen New, who had 45 receptions and 632 yards uh, last season. Nine touchdowns as well. 14 yards per um, attempt 
like 14 yards per reception, which is just like, damn. That's not a bad stat to have, is it really? That's a, yeah, it's, it's it's a good right, it's a good slash line. Um, I'm also intrigued about Alex Howie entering his senior year on the offensive line. Um, good guard, uh, potentially got some draftable um, tendencies. Maybe he'll be um, drafted this year. Probably more UDFA because he's coming out of the small school, but he has those tendencies that could make him draft worthy come day you three. Never know, that, that's the biggest thing. You never know. Some team could look at him and think, He's the guy, like, even if it's yeah. a lower pick, he could be, uh, we've seen it how many times, six, seventh rounds players come out, I mean. Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco in the Super Bowl, he was exactly. for the Chiefs. Brock Purdy was the last guy drafted, and look what happened my, to him. And when you, for the Patriots, is a sixth round pick, I believe. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Sixth round pick, one seven Super Bowls. I didn't need to yeah, say. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. We know because you're a diehard Patriots fan, and Tom Brady's the best of all time. No, on a side note, I've been watching quarterback, and I've got to say the love. I've heard it. The love I have for Patrick Mahomes is now starting to really, really grow. <laughs> I've heard mixed things about. Patrick Mahomes, because we was recording our um, NFL show last night, and the Aaron Scott went in on him. Aaron Scott did go in on um, Pat Mahomes. They loved Kirk Cousins. See, um, I they are they are two guys that hate Kirk Cousins. If you listen to our NFL show, they roast Kirk to hell and back every single chance they get. So for me, I having seen everything on the internet of. Brittany, um, what's what's her name? Um, Patrick Mahone's wife. Brittany Mahone's. Yeah. Um, obviously, you get a, a quite a bad image, um, and I find it kind of obnoxious and really annoying. But actually, watching this, I actually don't mind her. Um, yeah. and to watch Patrick Mahone's, doing what he does day in day out, actually able to appreciate the amount of work that sort of he puts in is massive. All right, I was just having to take a drink. Um, think, all right, go on. I think as well, Kirk Cousins, for the ages at as a quarterback, um, is doing everything right in terms of sort of his recovery and everything. He's definitely buying into it, which is good. Um, and to be fair, as a guy, I think he's... I don't mind him at all. I don't mind all of them as a person, to be honest. Yeah. Well, we'll move on. I, I, I still haven't watched it. I need to watch it, so yeah. I can't comment on that. Um, Kent State. Um, this is not going to be good. This really is not going to be good for them. I think this is a short review for me, isn't it? <laughs> all I'm going to say is they they have 19% of all returning production on offense, 25% overall on the team. They have a first-year head coach in Kenny Burns. They've lost Colin Schley. They've lost uh, Marcus Cooper to Ball State. 
Also, Dante Seacross to Penn State. Uh, Marvin Pierre was next fell pick, and Nico Bolden was next fell pick. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of questions and not a lot of answers, I believe, for for these. We don't know who's going to be the guy on offense. We don't know who's going to be the guy on defense. We don't know what the what what the, the coach is going to be like. They do have Kai Thomas. Uh, Kai Thomas followed Burns. Uh, he got 821 yards in 2021, but obviously he had uh, Mohamed Ibrahim on that team as well. But yeah, I just this is not, this is going to be can they scrape a win here and there? I mean. I don't think they're going to get it first two weeks. They've got UCF and Arkansas. They do play Central Connecticut State in FCS play. and But then they've got Fresno State, Miami of Ohio, Ohio, Eastern Michigan, and Buffalo. That stretch of four conference games are going to be, they're going to be beaten up badly in this. I can see them getting one win this year. Yeah. The think- ball is not happening, unfortunately, I don't think. Again, with how many people they've lost, I'm, there's just a lot of question marks, I believe. I don't really know. There's not really much we can analyse with these because of how little we know about the people coming in. Yeah, I think it. it after, I think maybe after a season we could analyse a lot more, but for now I think because there's just so little there, in terms of talent, like not talent, obviously the talents because they're in an FBS school, they've got a scholarship and everything like that. But they did lose Colin Schley, they like again, Colin Schley, Marcus Cooper, Dante Cephas. All three of those are going to be potentially meaningful starters on their new teams. Marcus Cooper could be the spearhead for the Cardinals. Dante Cephas figures to be wide receiver one potentially at Penn State, and Colin Schley is probably going to be in a battle for QB1 at UCLA. Which again is so it's just they had they had if if they had kept them all together, obviously then we could have been looking at a team that might have been going for a bowl, but this year no no chance. I'm writing it off. This is very very much a learning year, I believe. They are plus twelve thousand to win the conference. If you're into betting. If you're into so, betting, take this advice. Don't put them on. Yeah. I mean, good luck. Um, let's move on. Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks. Um, did you know who was inducted into their cradle of coaches uh, this past May? No, but I know you're going to tell me. Um, just a guy called Sean McVeigh. Which is... Did you know that? Yeah, I did, did you know that? know that? I did not know uh, that. Um, yeah, the Red Hawks. Uh, they were 6-7 and seven last year. Um, they lost to Alabama-Birmingham in the Palmers Bowl. Um, they did, if um, in that Ball State game, the final game of the season we were discussing during the Cardinals section. Um, they came back from 11 down. Miles Marshall caught the winning touchdown and that sent them to the ball. Um, yeah. I mean, will they rediscover that magic this year? More than likely, because like they do have Brett Gabbert uh, in. Obviously, last year, 
wasn't great in terms of um, his injury and a shoulder injury and his non-throwing arm a la Baker Mayfield. But he's going to be back. That offense will be red, red hot. Yeah, the red the If the defense keeps playing the way that they did as well last year, they, I mean, the turnover margin was what? 11 yet last year, which is massive. So if they can carry on in that sort of state of mind, we are, they could, they could very much be cooking. Uh, they won't be cooking without Kayla Schaff and Rusty Fett. Both of them, second team all night. Both guards did transfer out program. Uh, Schaffer went to Oklahoma. Feth went to Iowa. So they're down to Gavin Rawls, who is a freshman, and Colby Borders, who returns as the junior. Excuse me, sorry. Um, but Chuck Martin, he, I think he'll do it. I think he'll take the Red, uh, the Red Hawks to the championship game, personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you can't, put, you can definitely not look past them. They are a team that very can very much consistent um, over the past couple of years. So yeah, I think you might be right. I think I think it's it's either them or the next team we're going to be talking about. I think is it the next team we're going to be talking about there? No, it's not. We're a couple of teams away from the next team for them in the East. I think. But personally, I think it's the uh, Red Hawks that take the Mac East. Um, but we'll go on to the next team, um, the Northern Illinois Huskies. And this was a strange team last year. I mean, Rocky Lombardi had a lot going from last year, uh, into 2022, and then just kind of flamed out. I can't say I saw any of them last year in terms of watching them. Um, I trust what you say. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, he, he was, he was, he had, he had it about, he had the moxie. And after twenty twenty one, everybody was like, "Oh, Rocky Lombardi could get some like drafts, draft stuff going. He could get drafted." But after last season, who? Well, not who knows, but it's going to be hard for him to get that all back. If I'm, that's being, gonna if, be, I, if I'm being honest, that's that's the biggest issue, isn't it? I mean, they've got talent on defense in terms of CJ Brown, but at the, at the same time, we just don't we don't know. I took it wasn't a good year last year, was it really? Well, I mean, they've got Ethan Hampton back there as well, so could he take take his job? I. I it's up there. It's, it's I wouldn't debatable. Be surprised. I mean, I I would not he, be surprised if he if he carries on the way he, he did last year. Then there is definitely talk that you never know. You have to give it to the guy that's uh, that's behind him and see if he can do any better. Yeah, and he did. He did have injuries last year, Lombardi. But I think if it doesn't go the same way as it did for him. In 2021, I think Ethan Hampton could usurp him, but it is a better schedule for them. I mean, they've got to play Boston College, Southern Illinois, Nebraska, and Tulsa as um, non-conference. So they should come out of that pretty handy at three and one. I reckon it's not a bad it's not a bad lineup compared to some of the teams, is it really? 
No, I, they they do have a softer schedule to uh, get them through. I think they won't be in that upper. They'll be probably in the top half of Mac West, and I think they'll definitely go bowling. But again, this will be seven and five around there, in my opinion. I don't don't know if about you. I think seven and five should be a good season for Thomas Hammock and the Huskies. Yeah, I I can see that happening. Um, again, I think they will make the ball game. They should with that schedule. Uh, if they don't, then there is issues, really. Yes, I well, I won't say issues. I just think a lot more questions would be asked of them. But yeah, yeah. Um, Ohio. Again, one name. Uh, we just have to discuss Chris Rock, best quarterback in the in the entire conference, has to be said. Yeah, and no denying that. Three thousand two hundred fifty six yards, twenty five touchdowns, and four interceptions on sixty nine. Nice point one percent completion. I'm not saying anything, but if my Miami slips up, then the podcast uh, could I, be in. Uh, Ohio, we're going to be sort of right behind them, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're going to be they're going to be chasing them down the entire way. I mean, they've got San Diego State, Long Island, Florida Atlantic, and Iowa State as their um, non-conference. They did go ten and four last year. They lost in the MAC championship, but they did win the Arizona Bowl against Wyoming. Uh, Sam Viglush uh, is going to have a great season as well. Seventy-three receptions and eight hundred sixty-seven yards. 11 touchdowns last year um, they do also have a great centre who does wear 69 uh-huh. uh, Park Titsworth <laughs> that can't, that's got to be a joke nope I kid he is the starting centre 69 and, and his name Park Titsworth that is yep. yeah I'm, I, I'm pretty sure if I remember Brett, rightly during yeah can we please get him on? <laughs> we'll try. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think during the Arizona Bowl coverage, because uh, it was Barstool, if I remember rightly, that did that uh, game. Barstool had a uh, all name team, and I'm pretty sure he was the starting center. Some some say he's the tits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would we do with you, Matt? If we are oh, puns, that's all I'm going to say. I'm puns. sorry. All right. Uh, but yeah, I think Bobcats, Curtis Rock is the be all and end all of that team. If that he goes down, then this team go, is lost. But if he sells through and the, the Red Hawks slip up, Bobcats can easily take that to take the title to them take the Mac East, go to the champ, uh, championship game, potentially win it. They are very, very... If they d- Again, we're, we're talking about the offence, but the defence are just as good. Yeah. We, they have got it on both sides of the ball. So you are exactly right on what you are saying. Yeah, I mean... Um... Right, this one. Uh, I think the winners of the Mac, uh, 
the Toledo Rockets. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't look past them. <laughs> they are no, very much they they are. They run the division. They run it. I think oh, nine yeah. and five, five and three, uh, in conference play. They don't have a bad non-conference game. Their only non-conference game that could that will be a challenge is Illinois. And even then, that could the amount that Illinois obviously Illinois should win it as Big Ten. Obviously, they could um, start the season bad. Obviously, they could start the season good. But with the amount that they lost on the defense end, they lost uh, Devin Winspoon. He was the fifth overall pick in the draft. Jartavis Martin as well. There are a lot of there are a lot of pieces that they are missing this year, and with it being first game of the season, yeah, you come second. You just you cannot you can't. It could go either way, very much. Yeah, I mean, is there a outside of Illinois? Is there a loss? UMass, San Jose State, and Texas Southern as well. I don't. They don't. Miami of Ohio could Miami of Ohio and Eastern Michigan could be their only challenges. Maybe unless, Buffalo, unless they really have a banana skin and they beat themselves in games. Uh, yeah, the I mean, we could see quite easily see the guys go unbeaten this year. There yeah, a, I mean, there is a world in which that could potentially happen. Unlikely, that, yes. Could this be the New Year's Six team that represents the Group of Five? I'm gonna nod my head and say yes. I'm. I would. It's. I'd get good money on it. I think there'd be good money on that. But um, it just rides on the Quan Finn. Uh, two thousand two hundred sixty yards passing last year. Twenty three touchdowns. Twelve inceptions. So he's got to turn that down yeah, somewhat. If he's been working. Throughout the off season, that's what he should be working on. But again, this this team is just a completely different kettle of fish. They've got some very very good talent uh, on both sides of the ball, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Judge Culpepper at defensive tackle, uh, Quinn Mitchell, Max and Hook, and Nate Bauer in the secondary. They returned seven in the defense, nine on the offense. Uh, they had. 31.3 points per game last season. That was second in the conference. They had 326.2 yards per game, which led the league in total of defense. So it's theirs to lose. It is. And it is. I can't see them losing it, to be honest. I really can't. No, not for me either. But all right. Last team in the MAC uh, before we move on to the Mountain West, um, the Western Michigan Broncos. Again, first first year head coach Lance Taylor. Uh, the Broncos went five and seven last year. Missed out on a bowl. Um, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be rough sledding. I think it's going to be a year of adjustment. It is the thing that you've got six off uh, six offensive players coming back, which is going to be helpful with knowing the scheme unless the, the new head coach wants to take it in a different direction but again they're going to have the um they they're going to have sort of the chemistry 
know how to eat to how to sort of play with each other, which is a positive. As I say, they lost three play three of their top uh departures did go to um, Minnesota, Sean Tyler, Corey Crooms and Ryan Seligal transferred to Minnesota and Zaya Barnes. Uh, it was a sixth round pick for the New York Jets. Uh bowl eligibility in Lance Taylor's first year? Probably not. It's a big, big ask. He's gotta he's gotta really do everything properly and hope that things go their way. Super tough. It's a bit of an ask. Yeah, super tough out uh, non-conference as well. Syracuse, Iowa, and Mississippi State. So yeah. That that's a tough that's a tough that, sort of lineup. It's an uphill challenge, but uh, Kenny H. Lovely at quarter at cornerback. Sorry, not quarterback. Uh, forty-seven tackles, four interceptions, six tackles, plus one sack, two pass breakups. He can do it all. Uh, really excited. Lordy lovely. I can't believe you just did that. But I'll stop. Yeah, just don't don't lean into Mike anymore. But that is it. Mountain at uh, action, all done. Uh, Mountain West. Um. Yes, we can do. Yeah, let's do it. Um, divisionless this year, Mountain West is so. Top two go to the championship game. Um. So bye bye to the Mountain Division and the West Division. Obviously, they are really, really, really creative with their names. Um, the Mountain West will start with the Air Force Falcons Service School. Um. They 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 led the nation in rushing yards last year. Um, they do lose, if I'm not mistaken, they do lose uh, Hazik Daniels. They do also lose Brad Roberts. Brad Roberts had 3,545 3, career rushing yards. Uh, Hazik Daniels had 1,726 rushing yards. So both of those are going to be major, major losses for the Falcons. Uh, Jensen Jones is now in a quarterback for the Falcons. They've also got John Lee Eldridge third. Um, as they service school, you can't really get the transfers in, but they they have developed the quarterback. Troy Calhoun has been there for 16 years, 121 wins and 78 losses. So it's been going pretty well, but they just have to keep the momentum from last year going. They were 10 and 3. Uh, five and three in the Mountain West. They beat Baylor in the Armed Forces Bowl, which quite fittingly. Um, but Matt is back. Hi. Hi, is he? Is here. I haven't got it up, but yeah, I'll keep talking whilst you uh, keep, just get your stuff up. But obviously, they've got to play Navy, Army, Commander in Chief's trophy. They are the defending champions. They did beat both Navy and Army. In, Obviously, low scoring games because Navy and Army and defense wins out all the time. Um, but yeah, John Lee Eldridge had 99 attempts rushing last year, 766 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, Caleb Holcomb should be back at right tackle as well. Um, and Trey Taylor at free safety, 69 tackles, two interceptions, four passes defended, and four and a half tackles for loss. Um, Air Force should be in the championship game. Should be in the championship game. All being well, yes. All, all being well. 
it's good that you said that because I don't know who we're talking about. Ten and three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, if they keep keep up with last year, they are. I'd say they're favourable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's weird that we talked about the top two teams so early on as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's all people want are good teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Boys State Broncos, I mean, if you remember back to a time when the BCS was a thing, this team was the national darling in uh, through the 2007, the Fiesta Bowl, the Statue of Liberty play, everything like that. Just the memories of that game still ring true. If you go back and watch the... Um, they used to be called SB Nation. It's now called Secret Base, I think. Uh, they do a series called Rewinder. Search up Rewinder Statue of Liberty after this recording. And... Um, yeah, they were just unbelievable. But the Broncos are unbelievable again. They will be unbelievable again under Andy Avalos. Um, they do lose a couple of players to the NFL. Scott Matlock uh, was picked by the Chargers. And JL Skinner, uh, safety, who should have, again, should have gone higher, in my opinion. I know it's had... one that you've been raving about for yeah. a while. Whilst he whilst we were doing the draft previews so yeah I I am a JL Skinner this is a JL Skinner stand podcast because I, if he didn't get injured it would have been a day two pick yeah easily he, in my opinion he was one of the best safeties he was very good and with the safeties being um, not of a great nature last year I think that yeah with him not being injured he'd have gone a lot higher I'd... yeah uh, Taylor Green, George Holani, and Ashton T. Uh, Gene T. John T. I will get that right third time round. Uh, are back. They combined for 2,566 yards on the ground between the three of them last year. Taylor Green, a quarterback, threw for 2,042 yards uh, and 14 touchdowns, though he did throw six interceptions. So, again, maybe got to hone that. Uh, yeah, but again, if he, well, obviously you've had that year of learning. Hopefully he can progress in what he's doing. But yeah, like, they, I'm not worried about Bo- uh, Boise State at all. I think they, them and Army, uh, Air Force, yeah, it was Air Force we were talking about one last yesterday. Yeah, Air Force, Air Force. Yeah, yeah Air Force. They're going to be the, they're going to be the big teams sort of this year. Well, last year they did go 10 and 4. They went Eight, they ran the table in the conference, but lost all four of their conference as conference games. Um, no, they lost three of the four. Sorry, they lost UTEP, they lost to Oregon State, they lost to BYU, but they did beat UT Martin. So they lost their three FBS games this year. They've got to play North Dakota, uh, they've got to play UCF, they've got to play Washington. So, yeah, could they go eight now again? They've got to play Air Force in the final week of the season. So it could that's be, going to be a great game. That's going to be a hell of a game. I mean, that, that could be championship game preview. That could be championship game part that's one. A game, that's a game I will be watching come at the final, the, the final sort of 
date. Re- week of the season. Yeah. Uh, that is on Saturday, November 25th. That is rivalry weekend. That so, is going to be very, very good. Yeah, I can't. That, that will be one of the better conference championship games as well because, you know, they're going to be two top dogs in their conference just slugging it out. Um, so, Colorado State Rams, not the other team in Colorado who will get on to shortly in these previews. Uh, three and nine last season under Jane Orwell. It was his first season. So, transition will definitely be the name of the game. Like they, they're still finding out their uh, strengths, Identity. their weaknesses. Identity, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really know what word to use. I think, yeah, identity is a quite good word to use in terms of who they are as a team, whether they run first, pass first, balanced. Uh, obviously, he hasn't, he's only had one recruiting cycle, so they haven't really came into their own. Not even but a proper it- recruiting cycle as well. It's going to take a few years, I think, to get this team competing. But again, if they can be better than what they were sort of last year and they can really sort of push on, then you just, you you don't know. There are teams that surprise you and I don't think it's, I don't think these are one of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll be honest, they played Wyoming close, they only lost by a point. they got played close by Nevada and Hawaii uh, in those two middle uh, games in the season where they got wins. Yeah, I was going to say, minus those, they'd be 1-11. Uh, they did lose to Sac State last year, 41-10. to um, Hello, Mr. Scatterbo, how are you doing? Um, but they did finish with a shutout. So, again, that could be the confidence builder, the look back at last season. And they see that... Um, they have those notches on their belt. They did record the shutout against New Mexico in the final game of the year. They have the eight starters back, Mohamed Kamara's back, Jack Howell's back at safety, and they did allow 20 points per game in conference play. They didn't allow more than that. So, Which is, yeah, good going, really, say, to keep teams at 20, especially, especially college football as well, where scoring is a lot higher... 20 is not a bad area to be around. I was going to say, Iowa have got uh, Brian Ferens is aiming, is they've got to get him at 25 points per game to score. Yeah. And Colorado State has got a defence that kept their conference teams under 20. I mean, yes, they played Michigan and got absolutely white. Washington State, they got absolutely white. But they're, those two teams, they're not going to be like they're not going to give give a competitive game to Michigan, the number two team in the nation, are they? Oh no, no, not not at all. Especially in Jay Norvell's first year, first game. But that's a that's a major major ask. I mean, we know how good Michigan um, Michigan really are, and to be able to try and even comprehend trying to sort of play against them is hard work. Oh yeah. TCU did it, but let's not talk about that. Um, did, whoa, 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 whoa. Did they or did Michigan have a absolute stinker, which they've been known for in the past years? TCU just played a blinder and then the magic ran out during the national championship. But, hey, yes, <laughs> you're not wrong. 
Yeah. Uh, I think Colorado State are just outside of bowl eligibility this year, but I think they will take a lot of positives from this year. I think next year they'll definitely be looking at bowl eligibility to six, seven wins. This year, four, five, six. If they can go bowling, I think that'd be they'd be a year ahead of schedule. But I think this year they just I think this, they'd be happy with five. I think this year's come a little bit too early um, to say it's going to be bowl year. But again, they if if they do find an identity and they figured it out, then. Uh, it's not out of the realms of possibility. No. Um, Fresno State, the winning team last year in the uh, Mountain West, do lose a lot of talent. A significant amount of talent has gone. And I'm talking three UDFAs and one very, very early day three pick, if I remember, in uh, Jake Hayner. They've literally all blended into one. I cannot remember the draft for the life of me. <laughs> uh, Jake Hayne is gone. Jordan Mims is gone. Jalen Croft is gone. Dave Perales is gone. And that's top quarterback, top running back, top wide receiver. And gone. And his top, other top two receivers as well. So it's going to be... This is going to be an uphill battle. This year. It's going to be a transition year. It's not going to be the bottom is going to fall out. Obviously, oh yeah, they're not they're losing to, that talent. They've still oh. got the what's the word? They're still at the basis, but again, it's finding that top tier talent. Yeah, I mean they they do have Mike Keane um, at UCF from UCF. He did have six hundred forty-seven yards, six touchdowns, and one interception. But, I mean, to replace your top three receivers, your top running back, your top quarterback that has been the best that the program has ever seen, back-to-back conference titles as well, I don't think it's happening for me. It's not happening at all for a conference championship. A bowl, I I think, is on the cards this year. But a, a conference championship, I think, this year, just, I think, it's tempered not, expectations. I was, if something happens to Air Force or Boise State, maybe, but I think if nothing happens, they have to get everything spot on, but I don't see that happening, personally. It's just too much has to go right um, for Fresno to get back. So I think that they just have to be there or thereabouts. You are right. I think... They they're very much third in line for this divi- uh, this division, aren't they? Really, when yeah, they are, you they think are, about how good should. the top two teams really are, they should be in yeah, they should be in that upper echelon, like that top quarter of the conference. But they'll be oh, the brightest definitely. looking in, I think. Um, yeah. we're going to the brotherhood, the bows. Rest in peace, Cole Brennan. We look, we oh, Cole Brennan, what a player, what a player he was. Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Um, again, not for me. I don't think they're going to be bowling this year. They can, they've got thirteen games, game schedule. Um, 
they started the season 0-3 last year. They played Vanderbilt. They played Western Kentucky, played Michigan, lost all three of those significantly. It's hard for the Warriors, I think. It, it's a very hard... Um... Really is a hard... Like, because obviously Hawaii, it's so far... Yes, it's the travel destination, Honolulu and all that, Timmy Chang's, uh, Clarence T.C. Ching Field in Honolulu. But being in Hawaii, it's like going from, like, imagine living in California, you can go to Honolulu. It's like living in Florida and going to Seattle. That is yeah, a long way. That, it is a, I, I mean, I think, again, going back to Secret Base, they did a very big, uh, Dorktown episode on the Seattle Mariners, or it was one of their. Um, incre- I cannot recommend them enough. They're incredible series. Uh, they did it on the Seattle Mariners, and uh, there was on about Ken Griffey Jr., who is a native son of Florida, and playing in Seattle with the Mariners, he just grew tired and went home, and he drove for fifty plus hours, nonstop. Yeah, that's amazing. And- I mean, doubt, doubt him if you want on the story. It's Ken Griffey Jr. He has never told, told a lie in his life. But 50 hours, I mean, a 50-hour drive is going to be like a five-hour flight between Seattle and Florida. So if you imagine how hard it would be to get out to Honolulu, of all places, even I mean, from California. I think, I think it's something like five hours or something from the mainland, in it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just so so hard to recruit out there. But I think Timmy Chang, um, obviously his first year last year, but they need a quarterback. Braden Shaga, maybe it, maybe who knows? But I like I want to see what Sergio uh, Morsal, um, the junior, plays like guard. Um, Stephen McBride as well at wide receiver, but it's. Again, I don't think they're bowling this year. I just think... I don't. So, here's, it, here's one for you. Is Dior, Scott, still, is Dior Scott still on the uh, roster? Uh, just one second. I'll find that out for you. Dior Scott, like Dior is in the D-I-O-R. fashion brand. Yeah, that's on. Yeah. Uh, get rid of that. I just got rid of what I wanted. Uh, filibuster for me, Matt. What's that? Filibuster. Uh, what position is he? Uh, I believe he's wide receiver. For anyone that doesn't uh, know who Dior Scott is, he, for anyone that's not watched like Last Chance U, he was in, I believe it was the final episode of the footballing one. Um, and yeah, he um I kind of followed him on Twitter and stuff, and believe he was on uh, was at Hawaii the last time I checked. Hence why I'm asking. He he was at Hawaii. I can I'm on his Instagram profile. And I can see um his like him him in the Hawaii uniform. Um. He was entering the transfer portal on the 4th of December. Whether he's committed or not, I don't know. But I will find yeah. that out for you. Do you want to, 
I know I did follow him. Um, do you want to talk it? about Nevada whilst, whilst I do this? Whilst I find out where he's gone? Uh, I can talk about Nevada, but uh, I don't know much about Nevada. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, uh, but going off the record, go... uh, going off the record, it's shitting hell no. Do you think uh, they're going to go bowling? No, not if the other week, uh, not if the other year like they did last year. Yeah, I was going to say uh, two and ten. They lost Carson Strong, and basically the bottom fell out from them. They they lost ten in a row to end the year. They beat New Mexico State. They beat Texas State. Lost to Incarnate Word and that fight. I mean, they were something else in the FCS, that Incarnate Word team. But, I mean, it's going to be tough sliding again for Wolfpack. Yeah, they are. I think they're going to struggle a fair bit this year. <laughs> they, they just need points. I mean, they need, they need playmakers on that offense. They scored 18.8 points per game last season. That was 120th out of the 131 eligible teams. Well, let's put it this way. There are teams that are shutting out people from scoring 20 points. So the fact that they're only scoring 18 is not great. No, I mean, I mean, I am really, really, really excited to see what Sean Dollars does coming in from Oregon. They've got a lot of Pac-12 transfers coming in. Three from Oregon, Sean Dollars, uh, Jackson Duke linebacker, Adrian Jackson at linebacker as well. But I'm just so excited to see Sean Dollars this season. Yeah, for me, I think. Uh, yeah, for me, I th- think he's going to be the cow. The he's going to he's going to be the um. Oh, what's it called? The uh, the running back one, main guy, oh, cowbell. Yeah. I, I I was yeah. trying to figure out the the wording for that as well. I was just like, is it that? Maybe now I don't want to get it wrong. But yeah, I'm really excited for Sean Dollars in that uh, offense. See how far he can carry them. Uh, New Mexico. Again, yeah, it's still abysmal. Danny Gonzalez, seven twenty-four. New Mexico, the Lobos ain't a football school. Not like New Mexico. Like New Mexico State, obviously got Cherry Kill. So having that in-state rivalry, they are currently on the losing side of that. But they do get Dylan Hopkins in from UAB. Uh, but they only keep four of their offensive starters. Only two of their defensive uh, starters return as well. Dante Martin, Tavion Combs. So, which, which is always, it's always hard when you've only got one or two players coming back. I think, you know, when you've kept a core, a core of sort of players that are coming back, it, I th- it helps a lot, doesn't it? I think. Yes. I think these are very much uh, in the same conversation as uh, Nevada, if I'm honest. They do have uh, CJ James at centre and JC Davis coming back as one of those four players. Uh, They've also got Shanko Matautia um, at right guard and Luke Weissong at wide receiver coming back. They're the only four players coming back on the offensive side of the ball. I think they are a year or two away from becoming bowl eligible. I think they'll be in that four and eight, three and nine bracket. They've got Texas Tech. They've got UMass. They can sneak win potentially from Hawaii and Nevada, but I just think this year that they are maybe a bridge. It'll be a bridge too far, personally. 
again, I think it's de- it, it, it's if they can be better and outperform what they did last year, they are going to do well. They're still not going to make a bowl realistically. I think, really, in reality, it's going to be next year they're going to be pushing for a bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to answer your question, I don't think he's committed anywhere. And if he has, I think he's returned. You, what, he's returned to uh, Hawaii? Oh, no, hang on. So he's received offers from Oklahoma Baptist, East Central, uh, I think that's it. They're the only two he's got. Um, Interesting. He did graduate from Hawaii, though, so... Yeah, I I haven't seen anything about it, so we'll just have to keep an eye on him. Yeah, it's definitely one that, obviously, with his story of being in Last Chance You, obviously, we've kind of... we've, We've followed... Well, I've followed and looked at just because you think, oh, like you hear these stories and it's a case of, oh, fair enough. Like, let, let's follow these people. Again, I've never watched Last Chance Youth. I just know that the own, the, was it, was it, um, why am I blanking on his name? The quarterback. South Carolina tra- uh, transferred in. Not a clue. I cannot think of the top Not- yet. Oh, I played at Oklahoma. Everybody thought he was an absolute melon. Oh, you're not thinking of Spencer Rattler, are you? That's it, Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler hasn't yeah. got a good name on here, has he? No, that's that was quarterback one, um, QB1. Was that QB1? Yeah, I was going to say, it was either QB1 or last chance for you. I've no. not watched either, so... No, so um, QB1 was kind of when they were younger in... Um, Sort of, I think it was mid high school, middle school, something like that. It would, it would have been mid or high school. All right, still got five more. Yeah, still got five more teams. So, um, San Diego State Aztecs. Uh, again, they should be within that bowl eligibility window. They're not going to be as they were seven and six last year. They lost in the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, to. Middle Tennessee, so, but I don't think they're going to crack that top top tier. No, it again. I think that top tier is definitely sort of sealed. Uh, they they're they're going to be middle of the pack, I think. Yeah, they do lose Patrick McMorris to uh, Cal, who I I liked um, San Diego State's former the former Aztec safety. They've got Jalen Maiden. Uh, 12 touchdowns, 10 interceptions on 2,030 yards last season. But again, same with the other two guys. He's just got to turn it down with the interceptions. Again, that's what sort of defines you from a great quarterback and just by average quarterback, how many times you turn it over. And if it, even if it means playing it safe, just don't throw the ball into the opposition like... I, I yeah. say this very. I say this very, very sort of tongue in cheek, considering I've never played quarterback in my life, and of course <laughs> I know how flipping hard it really is to actually play. So, I um, yeah, 
it, it, I make it sound so easy. In reality, it's anything but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, San Jose State Spartans now. Um, Justin Lockhart back, 578 yards. Uh, the tight end room is deep. Dominic Mazzotti is my breakout for the entire conference, personally. But um, it's, it's... Again, oh, they... I don't know much of him, so it'll be one to keep an eye on this year. They do have to play Oregon State to start. Um, they've got Trey Jenkins back and Chase Williams as well on the defensive side of the ball. They're probably going to be there or thereabouts. For a bowl, they did lose uh, Junior for Hoko uh, to the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL draft. He was the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year last year. Uh, so that's going to be a replacement on the defensive line. They've got Jake Kavika um, and Noah Lavulo to potentially replace him. Uh, they've got Kenyon Reed on the secondary as well, but Chivan Cordero, uh, the senior quarterback there, should should have it nailed down. I mean, 3,251 yards, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions and nine rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I think he's the guy going into the year, I think. He will be the guy, but he just needs to... It's just what? the turnover plays, isn't it, realistically? Yeah, I mean, he didn't have that. I mean, six interceptions, with what we've been talking about in terms of 10, 12, or like 16 touchdowns, the ratio is not that bad, but I think it's just more it's, a consistency. It's consistency, and it's ultimately... or It's throwing the interceptions in big spots if that makes sense so fair enough if you're going for a big play and uh, they can be very much swayed so if it what say it's the last play say on in the first half and they're going for a long time and it gets intercepted it looks bad on on stats but in reality it's not that big if you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean as well if it's return for pick six or if it's a pick off and the conference is going to go down obviously in the, in that offense um bowling yeah personally and it is one that could I, go I bowling. bowling yeah, yeah. so can I his... with, with that record I think that's secure here's a team that could go bowling the Rebels UNLV uh Barry Odom first season uh, they did the Rebels sacked Marcus Arroyo last year. They were five and seven in 2022. They almost made a bold game on APR, um, which is like how good of an academic school it is. They almost got there, but uh, Doug Brumfeld, Ricky White connection that's gonna live and die for the Rebels. If that gets going, then they could be hot. Yeah, I mean, if they again, you want to be building on what you've put in last year, and if the, if you change that, what if you swing two games, you're in a great spot. I was gonna say they started the year four and one. 
They beat North Texas. They beat the doors off North Texas. They beat Utah State. They beat New Mexico State. They beat Idaho State. They played Cal close, and then the wheels just fell off. Like they That's they the lost thing. by thirty three and thirty five to San Jose and Air Force in back to back weeks. They can well, they, you've just literally just said it. If they don't they, get blown out in them games, it's a completely different. The season looks completely last, different. They this the strangeness of this last season. They gave up forty points in three straight games, had their bye, and then lost by four, seven, and six. So something on the defensive side definitely changed. So if they shore that defense up, then you're looking at a, a potentially they can break into that top hemisphere of sort of teams if they carry on. That goes to the and top part really definitely. well. Yeah, absolutely. But um, again, Jack has transfers in from uh, Buffalo, but I think Doug Brumfeld and Ricky White, big, big loss as well for them is Aiden Robbins. Yeah. Massive, massive loss. And Adam Plant Jr. on the uh, defensive end. But yeah, Aiden Robbins was the big, big loss for them. He's going to BYU. Um, is Aiden Robbins. Uh, Utah State. Uh, Blake Anderson, 17-10 in his two seasons there. Cooper Legas is the guy. He is yeah. the guy on the centre there. If all goes well, um, this going to be good. Like, maybe double-digit win good, but if it's bad, then... It could be... We'd look... It could be the highest of highs or the lowest of lows. The, to- the, the swing with these could be phenomenal. It could be brilliant or it could be absolutely disastrous. Yeah, I mean, they've got a Johnny Carter back corner, uh, MJ Tafisi, a linebacker as well. I like I said, Cooper Legas is the guy. Logan Bonner's now out is Cooper Legas's job. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's how 11 touchdowns, but 10 interceptions. He just got to, if he can sort the turnover proneness of this, I, it's going to be his, but yeah. obviously they've got Levi, Levi Williams and Bishop Davenport. They all started game last year. They could be in line for a start, but I think it's the gas job. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I don't think they're not going to shy away from him after last year, are they? He just needs to improve his turnover rate, and then, yeah, they they could be cooking. Uh, they got Ike Larson as well. Uh, 33 tackles, four interceptions, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and three blocked kicks last year. Dude is a menace yeah, on the special imp- teams. Dude is imp- a menace. That's impressive. Uh, um, also, uh, watch out for Robert uh, Robert Briggs this year as well uh, at running back. The sophomore is common. Uh, and if there's trouble at the quarterback, I think it'll be solid for uh, stabilization at the running back position. Final team, finally. Uh, apologies, Scott, for so long. I think we've got for about an hour and a half now, nearly. I'm ready for bed, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one more team, man. I do need to cough, so uh, that just filibuster for me last night. Then I throw it on the Wyoming Cowboys. As Brett said, we are going to be doing the Wyoming Cowboys, which... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
thanks for yeah. That's a, that's a great. Again, they could Drop be. Bust. They could be very tidy when it obviously seven and six this year. Pretty much the whole of the defense is returning, which. It, I, I mean, ten, yeah, I would just realize ten defensive starts coming back, which is not bad, really. So Easton Gibbs as well, uh, one hundred twenty-one tackles coming back. We yeah, so if you can put faith in anything, it's the defense. It's going to be who takes over at running back, um, and just can the offense be more balanced, or is it going to be on the running back? Or is the quarterback going to be able to sort of spread it around and be able to find it? This is another team that's going to be in that top upper, that the upper half of the conference. Uh, Harrison Whaley should be breakout. Andrew Peasley's on the centre. Um, they did lose Titus Swen to the XFL. Emmanuel Pregnon uh, uh, transferred out to USC. So that is a major loss in the offensive line. Massive, massive loss that can't be understated. And Joshua Cobbs, who had 652 career yards, he transferred out to Houston. But I think with the amount of defensive starters coming back, they're, they're going to be up there. They're going to be bowling next year. They were 7 5 last year in the regular season. So it, they, it yeah, should be. they are in for it. I think they are going to be in and around where they were last year, if not a bit better. Absolutely. All right, well, uh, that is all she wrote. Uh, Mountain West and Mid-America Conference is done. Uh, I forgot what next week's... I keep forgetting what next week's is. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's the two best group of fives in the Sun Belt and the American Athletic Conference. Oh, they're going to take the mixed preview. We're going to have to keep this down to about an hour and ten. Yay! Woo! <laughs> but, of course, Matthew, thanks for joining. Thanks for uh, letting me espouse college football to you, and I hope that was fun, as much it fun is, as, as it was for you waiting, it was for me. I'm just waiting now for the actual games to start. That's the thing. We're getting closer every single week. Don't you worry. I also looked um, in the middle of the week. I think it was a couple of days ago. Because obviously Conference USA are doing uh, games in the middle of the week now. They are. Um, they're doing them on ESPN. And let me have a If I can find it, there was a stat that came out that the college football, with college football and the NFL, you will have games pretty much wire to wire every day from like October the 4th to mm-hmm. the after Black Friday weekend. Well, let's put it this way. That is flipping beautiful. I will <laughs> absolutely... Be sat there watching games until my eyes fall out. If I can, here it is, right. So, between the FBS, the FBA, uh, and the NFL, with every day equals football, the whole thing starts on the 4th of October with Conference USA and will end on the 27th of November with Monday night football after Thanksgiving. 
how on God's green earth can you do that? That is sick. If you're counting, that's NFL's week five through 12. So that's the start of the London games. I That's the second London game, sorry. Which we're uh, hoping to um, be going to no. one or two? Hoping, yes. Probably won't happen, but here we go. And then FBS, that is week six to 39. It's the end of the season. But I, I just can't wait for football to start. It's getting close by the week. Can you feel it? It's coming. It's good. It's good. It's coming. I can't stop smiles forming on from my face because I just can't wait. I, we are I finally into either. that. Well, I, I mean, we've got um, what we've not got a minute. Well, we've got two weeks to go before. In fact, a week and a half to go before NFL. Uh, training camp start. Training camps return next week. Training camps for a week today. Exactly. And we, so play, we, are... we play football next month, and it's going to be meaningful college football next month. And then it's meaningful NFL football, and a month after that, I can't wait. And then it's, and then it's Christmas. <laughs> you just had to go and ruin it, did you? No, there will be a lot Got of... You. There will be a lot of football being watched and being taken in this uh, this season, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And you can keep it locked with us. Uh, Quick Snap College, myself and Matt, are going to be talking about it all the time this season. Uh, this is going to be our first season uh, running the podcast with college football in tow as well. But you can keep it locked with us. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Matt, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to next week and I am counting down the days. Thank you very much. Uh, Have a good night or day wherever you listen to this. We'll be back next week. See you in a bit. See you in a bit, dude. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.